Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. I sense the presence of a greater evil. Check, check, one, two. Okay, is it recording? Good. Welcome to your reckoning, baby! Hey, Scotty, what's up? I'm coming back. Oh, got a toot, hold on. The audio fun bag is brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics. And now, we kick it. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. Management decided to give Los and Hoyt a show. And buried in your ear, there's a worm that you can't ignore. They needed a show to eat up some time. Terrestrial radios left behind. Previously on the Audio Fun Bag. All-star or adult film star, Harry Reams. Adult film star. <laughs> he was also known as the Sultan of Swap. There's people that are into that. That's fine. I'm not judging. <laughs> he then went on to be known as the Human Pile Driver. Probably shouldn't have read that last one. <laughs> this it's the Audio Fun Bag. This is the greatest show. It is the Audio Fun Bag with Lowe's and Hoyt. We'll be taking you to 8 o'clock this evening with more masterful moments like that. It was a good game. You guys did a really awesome game. I, I texted Matt Lear last night. I was like, I listened back on it. Everything sounded really good. And so I'm glad that it could make the open today. I'm not even prepared right now. You're kind of disheveled right now. I, this, is, this is what happens when you go from working, oh, I don't know, five feet away. Four minutes ago. Then you go to the other room. Well, no, no, no. The other room is the bathroom because I have to use that because I haven't been able to use it since noon, basically. Oh, Look, you went to the devil's triangle. It's on my pants oh, because man, I had I'm to sorry. rush out of there. Yeah, so the devil's triangle is the main studio, the control room, and then the men's room. Because if you're having to run between these three things, stuff is not going well. I think there's something else called the Devil's Triangle. Nope, Devil's Threesome. Never mind. That's a little bit That's different. That's what I was thinking of. We have a fantastic show for you, maybe. Is that different than an Eiffel Tower? Yeah. Okay. Um, for instance, we're going to do this week in audio fun bag history. Ooh, explain what that is. I have no idea. The idea that we have had, we've talked about it on the podcast, but the podcast at, at times, because we don't get the live interaction with the audience, we've been talking about bringing up certain times in, in audio fun bag history and telling you about all the stuff behind the scenes that happened. For instance, there was a number of people. I had uh, I had Kevin and I had Russ who both asked me about, can you explain new coach? Because for us, we, we just know all about it. It's not a big deal. For anybody who's a new audience member. Y'all got a new football coach there, is that right? You kind of understand it, but I'm going to take you back to who the person was and how it got all set up because – it goes back for about a 48-hour period. This is our way of letting you in on the inside joke from our angle, from our vantage point, because we lived it, basically. And then the Chuck promos was also asked for. Actually, that was Big Steve and BL. It was like the Chuck promos that were done for Southern Sports Today because while we had our own idea of what we were going to do... Thank you, Brandon Adams. Brandon Adams, <laughs> Dog Nation Daily, will take you behind the scenes on why he wrote what he wrote because... He went scorched earth. Yes, he did. He went to a different level than you and I did. To be fair, he had to 
produced Chuck's show for like two years. So right. and, and at that point, I think he hated Chuck. Yeah, this rage had been burning, yes. this fire inside of him, this I passion. Understand this about, about our friend Chuck Oliver. We are used to Chuck. Like, it's to, we're totally fine with all the stuff he does. Normal people would find him to be a little different. So we're all kind of like that. Okay, Matt doesn't show up to places, and he leaves early. He does a churn-off goodbye. That's what he does. That would offend a lot of people, but you know what? That's just Matt. And we go, cool. I accept him for it. Same thing with Chuck. Hell, you're friends with me. How yeah. much crap have I pulled? And you're like, you know what? That's just what I go around jingle janging everybody yes. for some reason you like to touch people in awkward ways around the office even when they complain or they tell you not to do it or actually you stopped for about eight months during the heart of covid which at least was like a break for everybody you stopped giving out your weird hugs no i was told by management when i came back from my three-week covid sabbatical i was told by management hey some people chuck are uncomfortable <laughs> with you kind of being around so i was quote can you not be Hoyt for a couple weeks? Can you not be Hoyt for a couple of weeks? Because when you walked back in, everyone's like, <laughs> is that patient zero? Is that is that who's causing all this? I'm just giving turkey taps. I don't think you can spread COVID with a turkey tap. So, it's not an STD. So we're going to do that. We also have entertainment news coming up at 7 o'clock. I'm very interested in, in giving you a new show that you're going to watch. And I think you're going to love it. It's right down your alley. Entertainment news. Sounds like a watered-down confidential. No, no, no. Totally different concept here. Oh, okay, good. Because the confidential might be seven or eight different stories, we might only get to two things, really. That means you only prep two things? No, I've got like four. <laughs> okay. I've got four as of Sorry. right now. But I wanted to bring this up because this is the moment where I've got to – I don't want to turn negative because this show isn't about all the time negativity. No. Like some people on radio are like, like oh, I'm going to come to work and I'm going to tell who, he, who needs to get ripped and what team is awful. I want to do the Mark Zeno show. What are you talking about? Every now and then that's kind of funny to do. I will say that last night – I didn't really lock in much to the MLB All-Star game in part because there was a part of me that just said, this is the epitome of what happens when politics gets involved in sports, and it sucks. Because the moment where I knew it completely sucked was when we had Hank Aaron's wife out there as he is being celebrated by Major League Baseball. She is part of being honored, and it's on a field in Denver, Colorado, which, oh, by the way, wasn't even a team that existed during Hank Aaron's day. That's how we celebrated that man and honored that man. Not here in Atlanta. Not here where it was supposed to be. We did it in Denver, Colorado, and it felt incredibly empty. And I, th I think if there was ever a moment where Major League Baseball should have felt extremely embarrassed, it was that one. It didn't hit me until the home run derby when everybody was wearing the number 44. Yeah. I, I do a really good job of things happen in life that suck. Or that are, if you say they're wrong or whatever, maybe you say it was the right thing to do. Whatever it is, you deal with it, you move on with it. And so that's where I mentally was. I was like, we lost the All-Star game. That sucks. That sucks for every single bar that you and I have been to in this battery. Every owner, yep. We all agree, losing out on that part of it sucked. But then I just kind of drifted back off into Hoyt World, and I wasn't reminded until the home run derby. It's like you flew away like on a, <laughs> on a pair of wings. No. Like, oh, Mentally, See I, I, I like to be, you know, ig ignorance is bliss. That's kind of how I live my life. And so it wasn't until the 44s were all out there that I was like, oh, damn, that was supposed to be there. And I didn't go back there until we saw Hank Aaron's wife. And I was like, yeah, that's a tough one. And I, I can get past it. I'm not, that's when it hit me. Though. I'm not part of it that I wasn't going to watch the All-Star game because of 
Here's I, here's the reason why I feel we were wronged and I won't watch it. I was like, I still got to watch it. It's still it's still part of my job. There's just a oh, it wasn't a part of I didn't care if it was a part of my job or not. I No, you were you were like, "Oh, I love the All-Star game." And look, you think Rob Manfred's like, "Ah, that damn Hoyt guy's not watching. Yeah, Maybe got, we should have stayed in yeah, Atlanta." Yeah, new girl wasn't on, so you were like, "Oh, I'll have to watch the All-Star game." Here was the strangest part by the way to me personally about Hank Aaron's wife being walked out. And it was really cool watching Freddie Freeman walk her out. Also walked her out with Aaron Judge. Yep. That was the weirdest part to me because she is a much smaller lady, and Aaron Judge is like 6'9", six, 6'10". He's, six, he's, he's huge. Six, seven, in fact. No, he's a, he's a Goliath. He's a Philistine. I thought it was very funny when they put – this was the, the highlight for, for me, was when Freddie Freeman was on the microphone – and as they're getting ready to walk Aaron Judge, he's like, oh, great. Now he's going to make me look like the smallest guy on the field. Like, that was funny. He's like, it's like a 2-0 count. They're like, he's going to walk him. He's going to come stand next to me. And then he's 3-0. They walked him. Oh, great. All I'm thinking is, who planned to have Aaron Judge walk her out? Because you were in my wedding. You walked down the aisle with, and you try to line people up by right. height. We don't want this to look awkward. And you know my wife. She's like 5-1. So she has small friends because they tend to they hang all, out. They all hang together like Oompa Loompas. Yeah, they're. Pack animals. Yeah, small people hang with small people. And so we tried to find one of her taller friends to go down the aisle with you and Mark. And I was just like, who thought of this? Because honestly, this looked like having your biggest friend walk down your grandmother down the aisle like he's hunched over and he's trying to bring her out. It was a cool moment. It It just was not in the right place. I know. That's that's what it comes back to for me. It wasn't in the right place. And then, man, you want to talk about something that I never missed? Is this us getting hit over the head over and over again? With during- political ad after political <laughs> ad after political ad after political ad. You know it worked because the AJC was like, oh, I can't believe it. It's like, yeah. But to me, I go to that game. I, I watch sports so that I'm not being hit over the head with political ad after political ad after political ad. And it was, it was almost like it was all back. And I was like, oh, man. I, my politics is very simple. I don't want anything out of your wallet. Don't come and get anything out of mind. Whatever you want to do in your house is cool. That's that's basically my politics. Now I can here and I'll do that right behind an American flag. That's that's my political stance. You do you. I'll do me. I'll be nice to you. You can try and be nice to me and do whatever you want in your house. Okay, that's that's it. To have that entire game turn into one, Lowe's. one political ad after the next, I was like, good. <sighs> just it, it just it was a beating. You, I, I found myself being beaten down from last night. Could you imagine how much the Super Bowl would suck if it was like the last week of October? Oh man! And yeah. every commercial, every commercial was a pack or a political. Yep. Oh, my. and it wouldn't matter how much it costs. And that's what it felt like last that's night. That's what was. it felt like. It, I, it was mind numbing. It was. It got to the point. Took you back eight months. Yeah, but it got to the point where I just started laughing because I was like, "Oh, another one and another one." I turned into that guy and another one. And another one. I, like, turned into that, that that Drake meme. I don't want it. Keep it out of my face. <laughs> That's what I felt like all last night. So that was that was my experience. Again, I don't want to be too negative because we have too many fun things on the show Did tonight. you enjoy the All-Star game? It was okay. I mean, um, what is it now? Eight straight for the AL? It's so weird, by the yeah. way, how it goes in, like, 11 straight, five straight. Like, it's never just back and forth, back and forth. I loved the mic'd up segments. I, I loved it with Freddie. It was a little vulgar, I guess, at the end for some people, but I think we were in the safe hour, right? The safe harbor zone. We had gotten in the safe harbor zone, and I, I it's think... It's like this show. We can cuss once we get to seven. No, not really. That's not safe harbor as of yet. When do we get to safe harbor? It's later. All we right. have to go at like 8.30ish. Then we're going to stay on late tonight. So you can... I just get it all off my just, chest. I think it was Fernando Tatis that did drop the F-bomb, that they did basically drop the audio for like that one second. <laughs> It's like he hits a fly ball and he's like, 
up. And they're like, nope, that ain't making the air. That's the best part my, of my, being mic'd up. My favorite one of all these, I don't know if you remember from years ago, Charlie Blackman, when he was on there, and they had him mic'd up. He was out there during like a seven-run inning. So it was like him for a half hour. And he's just like, so what else do you guys want to get into? We're going to keep talking, huh? They just, it was nothing to do. This he he awesome. was just out there. And so it was like 20 minutes of this guy on the mic just joking around, you know, hey, are we ever going to get out of this inning? I don't know. I will say, here's the one part that I don't think we get to see out of Freddie, because we all know Freddie is not an emotional guy. He's not. He's said it before. I'm not the rah-rah guy, everything else. He leads by example and whatnot. We've had him mic'd up quite a few times now. Do you remember spring training when Chipper was in the booth? Yes. And he scored from first on maybe a Dansby just floater into right or left field. Scores from first on that. He's winded. He's, <gasps> you guys didn't think I was going to make it. You had him with Aaron Judge last night. He truly does have a personality that we don't, you see it a little bit with him and Charlie, but you don't get to see it a ton of times. It was actually funny the year before when he was mic'd up while he was at bat. When, and during the at-bat, he's like, he's like, oh, okay. He walked up there. I think he went up against Verlander, and he's like, they're saying throw me a first-pitch strike. And I think Verlander just broke him off something nasty. And yeah, he was like, that ain't fair. That's not fair. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's funny. I enjoy the personality aspect, though, of getting to know these players. The game doesn't matter no matter what they tell you or anything else. So that's the part of the All-Star game that I enjoy is the fun factor. All right, coming up next, one publication has been giving Dog Nation a lot of bad news recently, and it appears they are willing to change their opinion. That's coming up next right here on the Audio Fun Bag on The Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Traffic. Well, it's just Atlanta, and there's nothing more Atlanta than a Mercedes-Benz from RBM. This is RBM of Atlanta Traffic on The Fan. Some good news for drivers on 400 Southbound. All lanes were being blocked between Glenridge Connector Exit 4 and Exit 2 Georgia 141. That now just blocking two right lanes that wreck, but still seeing heavy stop-and-go traffic. Going to be seeing brake lights well before you get to 285 as early as Northridge Road. I'm Cairo, 680 The Fan, RBM of Atlanta Traffic. If I was your hero, would you be mine? I know the Got you a fun bag with Lowson Hoyt. We'll be taking you to 8 o'clock this evening. And you, my friend, you are a trooper because you are dealing with some throat stuff. Yeah, I can't get it out, but whatever. So you might hear him cough during the show, but just know that he's he's a trooper. He's fighting through it. Give him a little break. Can I do a public service announcement real quick? 404-231-1680. Yeah, not that. Uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to like give advice like it was a love line. No, Chuck, I could not find your iPad in either one of the studios. Oh, so is he? he's texting you to go look for it? Would you look for my iPad, please? Should be in one of the studios. Blue cover. You can't find it then. I could not find it, so now he's aware. Okay. You don't even have to text him back then because you know he's listening. I'm not going to. He's not listening. <laughs> He's like listening to heavy jazz in the car. No, I think it's like 80s rock. 80s rock? Yeah, more than likely. That's but kind of his jam. He still has the sting, right? No, but, <gasps> but you know he puts in Slippery When Wet, and he's like, yeah, go Bon Jovi. Like, that was like the height of Bon Jovi. I have no idea what album that that's, was. That's the album that has Which all one's the on that? songs. Halfway uh, there? No, it's, uh, okay, here, I'll give you the exact the rundown. That's the only song I know. That's the only one you know? Who says you can't go home? Oh, no, no. Isn't that Jovi? Yeah, that's Bon Jovi. All right. Okay, let me tell you what Slippery... Nailed it. Okay, so here is Slippery When Wet. Here's what was on that album. Uh, Never Say Goodbye. Don't know it. 
Raise your hand. Still don't know it. Wanted Dead or Alive. I know that one because of the crab show. Living on a Prayer. I said that. Uh, you Give Love a Bad Name. Don't know it. Okay, that's that's their biggest album. So that's the one that I imagine that he's driving home with and, and singing every single song because it was such a monster album. Uh, coming up in about five minutes, you can argue whether he was right or wrong or inappropriate, but I don't think he was really wrong about what he said. We'll get into that in just a matter of minutes. But pro football focus is sometimes a, a bad word around here because our friend Chris Landry is like, why don't you just go ask somebody on the street? I don't call him PFF. I call him... <laughs> but every now and then they do give you some love that you have to acknowledge. Well, recently they have been the crosshairs of Bulldog Nation because they ranked JT Daniels as the 23rd best quarterback in all of college football. Right, and actually I believe they looked at him as being... It, it, it all depended on which one, but some of them did have him as like fourth or fifth team in the SEC. And some of it was because of pocket awareness. Some of it was because, and I showed you the video yesterday in the Chick-fil-A Bowl against Cincinnati. We all remember Hot Pod making the game-winning field goal. What you don't remember is the play before, he should have been picked off and you would sure. have lost that game. So there were plenty of turnover plays in that game that maybe he didn't deserve it. However, you see guys like Bryce Young or you see guys like Emory Jones who are ranked Miles Brennan. You see guys like that who ranked above him. That irritated a lot of Georgia fans at that point. However, they may be getting back into good graces. Do you know why? I believe it's because of their, as I saw it as, as well as you did, they do have some love for this position group. They have anointed the Georgia Bulldogs with the number three wide receiving group in the nation. And again, this is all about prognostication. That's what they're trying to do. They're saying, this is what we believe this group will be able to perform at. Well, we're still 54 days away till we kick off, so we got to talk about something, right? Well, I mean, yeah. But they do that. <laughs> Let me admit to what's going on. But they do that even without George Pickens. Even with him tearing his knee, they, st- they say, you are still the third best wide receiver group. In fact, they say, if George Pickens was there... You would be 1B right behind Ohio State. They would put the Ohio State group right there with Georgia. Those would be the two. And instead, you drop to three. But when you just look over what they've got, I mean, even Eric Gilbert, that's that's a weapon. Like, they've got, they're just loaded with weapons. We haven't seen this kind of group of receivers there since probably 2017. So they have Gilbert listed as a wide receiver. They continue to go on talk about and praise Dominic Blaylock, Kiaris Jackson, Arian Smith. Los, they don't even mention guys like Adani Mitchell, Justin Robinson, Marcus Rosemey. I'm not going to do the Jack Saint because you can't have four names. That's not fair. It's too many. They don't even name Jermaine Burton, who I think, by the way, is the best wide receiver in that room right now. The way he runs routes, everything else, he is the cleanest. You saw it last year as a true freshman. My overall point, though, when seeing this, it excited the hell out of me. And the reason is, when has Georgia ever been known for their wide receivers, for their, for their skill guys outside? Tell me when. Not as a group. Like, we've had the flashes where it's here's A.J. Green and Heinz Ward. You've had guys that have gone on to have terrific NFL careers and have been very good receivers, Terrence Edwards. But to have a room of where you just say, I got another one and another one and another one. And another. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me see what I got over here. Oh, look, another one. We're right back to DJ Khaled. Another one. Another, another one. one. Another one. And I'm glad you mentioned those names. Terrence Edwards, when he was at Georgia – you want to know who his partners were in the wide receiver room? Tell me. Jermaine Phillips, Thad Parker, Damian Gary. His best players, his best guys, his best weapons were both tight ends. Randy McMichael and Ben Watson. And he had a true freshman in Fred Gibson. That's it. And, and, and I'm not knocking those players. Let me continue. Fred Gibson played with Reggie Brown, who had some time in the NFL. 
Michael Johnson, Brian McClendon, who became a coach, and we all know that. You remember who A.J. Green played with? A.J. Green played with? Muhammad Masakoy. Muhammad Masakoy. Who, who, who was He went in the second round. He was correct. a good player. Yeah. Decent player. Tavares King. You remember Chris Durham? I do remember Chris Durham, yeah. He was our Brian Finneran. Yes. He was our tall white guy that would go up and get it, and that was it. You finally, and this is kudos to Kirby and that entire staff, you finally have a group where you have surrounded talent with talent with talent with talent. And, oh, by the way, you tell me. You remind me what wins now in the game of college football. Is it defense? Lots of offensive talent. Lots of offense. And that's what they finally have stockpiled. We're talking about this group without your number one wide receiver. Like, think about the group I just named with A.J. Green if A.J. wasn't there. Remember when he was suspended? What about that? You had nobody there. You had no talent around him at that point. This is where I think it goes back to having the best group since 2017, where you did have Terry Godwin on the outside, but then you had an assortment of just different weapons all over the field. You had burners. You had big players. You had a lot of options. Those options, you you basically went through a period where, yeah, you had good players, and yeah, you've got a good uh, player in Pickens, but now you've got a room. you got a room of guys. And you have so much depth. I can go probably six or seven deep right now, which is something they haven't had. And no, I'm not comparing them to Clemson or what Ohio State has or Alabama, but you're moving in the right direction. And that's all I've ever asked out of Kirby. Continue to move me in the right direction. Don't ever plateau. <laughs> move me in the right direction with this thing. So bringing up what happened over the last, I guess we would say it's the last 48 hours, Stephen A. Smith of ESPN had some comments about uh, Shohei Otani. And his his comments were generally about, and it's always on the mindless shows, and we're talking about it just because let's let's be the group that are not going to do what everybody else does because everyone is like, oh, my God, what you said is horrible, and shake a stick at it. What he basically was saying is that it's tough to be the face of an entire uh, sport when you aren't speaking the language of the sport. Now, some people are like, well, it's, it's very nativism. It's very this and this. It's very isms. It's also not wrong. It's tough. There's a part of me that hates doing this topic, but there's a reason I kind of sent it, and I want to do this topic. First off, at least when it comes to the age that we kind of live in right now, I try to judge people by their heart, and the guy's on TV, and so I don't know him. I don't know his heart, but he talks for 25 out of 24 hours a day on the most watched sports network in the world. Can we pull the curtain back a little bit? Keep going. We've had interactions with him here. And, and you know what? And, and they've all been good. Everybody I've, who's ever had an interaction with him around here when he was not not around these studios. It was really our previous studios. When he would come in to do a show, everyone said the same thing. This guy is a total gentleman and a really nice dude. So as one of the technical guys here that would set things up, Stephen would do his show in New York, and I would set him up for that. Get him all set up, connected, everything else. First thing he'd ask me, you want something to eat? I'm going to grab some dinner. You want me to pick you up something? By the way, that's a guy that makes more than anybody else for ESPN, basically. I believe he's our highest paid uh, on our talent. Asking the, quote, board off, basically. Hey, can I get you something to eat? Can I get you something to drink? Can I do anything for you? And I have dealt with other ESPN personalities, and you know their names. One of them is uh, he's a basketball guy, and let's just say he's not a good dude. No. and He's he, a terrible dude. Yeah. Whereas um, Stephen A. Smith, who was the highest paid person there, routinely had the best interactions with everybody around this radio station. So I say all that to say... There is some truth to what he's saying, and I give a lot of the Latin players credit. I give Ronald Acuna credit. I give Otani credit. Some of them already speak English. Some of them are learning to speak English. But it's from a marketing standpoint. It's better for you as a player. If I went and played in Spain right now, just some sport, name a sport. Uh, You went and played uh, soccer there. I was hoping you'd say soccer. 
do you think I'm as marketable to them if I don't speak Spanish? No, and, and I'll tell you this from my experience. That was one of the big things for Manu Ginobili in San Antonio is that he could, being a guy from Argentina and who had played in Spain, he knew Spanish. At the same time, though, he, he knew like three languages. So when he came in as a foreign player who could speak English, that was like a huge marketing deal for him because he appealed broadly all across the spectrum. And to me, this is about marketing the game of baseball. We're, always, we're always trying to get younger. We, we have the old audience. And you know what? Baseball says there is a group of ignorant people that, he don't speak English. I'm right. not going to. Those people are out there. Absolutely. And you're not going to change them. And I don't care what baseball wants is the younger demographic, though. And you know how you get those guys? You get them by making these players the star of your game from a marketing angle. I'm going to make an example with a guy that does speak English. Mike Trout. Where do you see Mike Trout ever? And he is the best player in the game for the last 10 years. Very rarely. You just don't see him. And, and that's that's kind of one of the other challenges, too, is that when you play on a team that doesn't win or doesn't play anything, you know, for anything big at the end of the year, it doesn't really matter how good you are. You can use the argument he plays on the West Coast and nobody watches. Tell that to Griffey in the 90s because yeah, that guy had, everywhere. He had his face on everything. That swing, I can do that swing right now with the bat and everybody knows exactly what logo I'm doing. He was playing in a baseball, and I said, when I say outpost, I mean it's just a market that you don't typically pay attention to. You don't get up and say, Hey, what did the Mariners do last night? When he was there, you were doing it. Now, Ichiro was doing something similar. He already knows English, but for years pretends not to, so he doesn't have to be bothered. <laughs> and I do get that. And I get that idea, too. But I, I, I get what Stephen A. Smith is saying, and I'm telling you, there is something where you're trying to market the game of baseball to a younger demographic, and you need to be able to reach that younger demographic by being able to tell them why it's important to watch. Now, here's where I do think he missed the mark. With the younger demographic, and I'm talking young kids, like when you and I were obsessed with the All-Star game or just baseball in general, whether you want to say age 8 to 13 or 14, somewhere yeah, around there. Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm watching and looking at my Frank Thomas poster. Those kids don't care if you speak English or not. What I saw in the All-Star game and the Home Run Derby were guys smiling and having fun. That's what resonates most with those kids. They don't care at all, but they love Otani. They love Fernando Tatis Jr., what was uh what was Joe Buck calling him last night? Tatis? Yeah, it's Tatis. Um, but they they love those guys, not because they speak my language or they no, don't. Because they're fun. Because yeah, because smiles and laughter, that's bilingual, dude. They're all out there being characters, having fun. That's how you market the game to the next generation. I guess I just get also bothered by when you have a network that claims to they 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 basically want to have these policies that are all wildly crazy and backwards, and yet then they use them on them themselves for people that you know. Like, like, wait a minute. Did he, how, did he really go over some line? I don't really think he did. Again, I go back to the guy talks for a living. Constantly. He's time, always all talking. talking. Right. The fact that he has never stepped into this up to this point, I don't know. I, I'm willing to give a guy more grace than maybe the rest and of the And is it really are. so bad to point out something obvious that you are more marketable when you can talk to the local audience? When he said, I can't understand what the hell he's saying or people can't understand... It's a little over the top, but you get his idea. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. I am as well. Let's get to a This Week in Audio Fun Bag History. Now, Ovaltine and Laramie Cigarettes present this look back at Audio Fun Bag History. I think this is going to work out quite well. Hopefully an audience favorite as uh, Hoyt and I had had this idea long ago. And it, we've always been a fan of like behind the music. 
when people will tell you, like on VH1. Then I started using heroin, and that's when the band really broke up. Right. Like how an album came together. Like the VH1 on Blood Sugar Sex Magic for Red Hot Chili Peppers. You know, cool. I don't know this stuff. I know, but I'm just saying. Was that Californication? No, that was like an album like a decade later. Sorry. Uh, anyway, so when they give you the whole behind the scenes, we realized we could probably do something similar in terms of piece of audio that are big for this radio station because the audience listens in their car or at home or whatever you don't see the facial reactions of these guys you don't when this all goes down we get to see all that and this is our opportunity to tell you our firsthand stories so kevin and russ were two of the guys that asked for they want to know about new coach and what that is all about the drop is you got a new football coach over no, there no is no that no right? it's y'all got a new football coach there is that right so that piece of audio uh let me start from the night before. <laughs> so every evening, at the time I was producing the Chuck Oliver show, as far as on CSS or uh, SST. CSS. Flashback there. <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm producing a show, and part of what you do with that show is we would look to because it's a one man show. You want to make sure that there's always somebody joining him each hour. It breaks up the monotony, so it doesn't turn into a one you know. Johnny Carson didn't want to stand there and tell jokes for an hour. Correct. It's not a two-hour monologue. Let's break it up a little bit. Let's make it a little different. And so what we would do is we'd reach out to these guys and we'd say, okay, what what school do we want to cover? Who has something in the news? And then we would, you know, text a guy and see if he'd come on. Well, this was Mike Hughes, who covers Louisville football. Okay. And I had texted him because Louisville was in the news. They hired a new coach or did some sort of move. So they got a new football coach there. Is that right? And so that was the idea of what we were doing. And he reached out back out to me. Sure, yeah, I can do 1225 tomorrow. I was like, cool. Um, so I'm, I've marked it off my list. My work as a producer we're, is done. We're good here. Everything's fine. Let me work on the 1 o'clock hour. And that was how life would go. We'd line out the entire week that way with a guest. So day comes around. We start the show, and at the time, we're in our old building and our old setup, which meant Chuck would be down the hall, sitting in a room with the control panel and everything else in front of him and and a lone microphone. All by himself. And about two or three doors down the hall. (laughs) It was such a screwed up setup. Were me, and and at the time, Kevin, who who works with the uh, Braves Radio Network, him and I would be solo in another room. So I'd be sitting on the computer, and I would be the one who would pick up the phone and make the phone call to get a guy on and put him on hold. And Kevin would run the board. And so we were completely away from each other. I, I could not make eye contact with Chuck unless I walked down the hall and would go down three doors and then open up his door from three doors down the band. Um, could you feel the uncomfortableness that had happened? So we bring him on. And all I can tell you is that there was a stop down in both rooms <laughs> where like I legitimately just stare at Kevin like oh my god like oh my god oh my god oh my god what happens and you'll hear it in the audio Chuck is going to bring the guest on and he's going to start by just telling him like hey you know want to ask you about what's going on over there and Mike had, had a loss in the family <laughs> and so he started off by just kind of telling Chuck that. Now, that's a very odd way to start off any kind of radio conversation. And some of this may be on you as a producer because normally you'd like to reach out, hey, have you lost anybody recently Like that yeah, I need to warn my host it's about? It's on me. I'm like, Mike, so you got any <laughs> recent bad diagnosis? Are all your pets okay? You know. So, And again, I get him on the phone, and he says nothing to me about that. 
I'm like, hey, oh, Mike, you good to go? Yeah, no, uh, totally good to go. I was like, okay, well, I appreciate that. And I put him on hold. That's a, that's the process. Got a bullet in the chamber and a shot right here. I had no idea. Like, he could have been sitting, like, right outside the funeral home. <laughs> I had no idea. So you're going to hear this piece of audio and just know that that is the background on what is going on as I am now looking right at the board up. I'm shocked. Like, I, I'm like, I'm like, and I want to yell. Talk! Talk! <laughs> I want to yell down the hall, but it wouldn't have done any good because I couldn't make any kind of eye contact or anything with Chuck. And so from Chuck's standpoint, he's now sitting alone in a room with a guy who's just spelled this out on like 30 radio stations at the time. And this was his response. We're going to talk a little Cardinals now from 24-7 Sports, their network of sight. It, uh, we're joined now by Mike Hughes. Mike, welcome to the program. How you doing, man? Well, I tell you, I've been kind of... Running around today and busy, I, I've been trying to catch up on my work. Uh, my grandfather passed away a few days ago, and uh, we laid him to rest yesterday. Talk? Y'all got a new football coach there? Is that right? Uh, somebody in the secondary? That's correct. He uh, he, he also served. Uh, so that's that's me down the hall going like, Talk! Talk! By the way, I never even noticed this. When Mike actually does go to talk, he sounds so defeated. He's defeated. That, that's yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I, that's, I just laid my heart out here, but yeah, that's correct. That, we do that, have that, a new football coach. It's like there was no acknowledgement. <laughs> it was just here's what it is. And again, because it's such a stop down, like Chuck is in the mud. You know, like you had a car in the mud, suddenly it just lurches forward and everything goes. It's almost like he was stuck in the mud, didn't know what to do, and then he just lurched forward into, you got a new football coach of it? Let's, let's play that one more time, just so you can understand. That is what the whole scene that's going around oh in the God. office, in that hallway, at the time when this happened. We're going to talk a little Cardinals now from 24-7 Sports, their network of sight. It, uh, we're joined now by Mike Hughes. Mike, welcome to the program. How you doing, man? All right. Well, I tell you, I've been kind of running around today and busy. I, I've been trying to catch up on my work. Uh, my grandfather passed away a few days ago, and uh, we laid him to rest yesterday. Y'all got a new football <laughs> coach there? Is that right? Uh, somebody in the secondary? That's correct. He, uh, he, he also served. Uh, uh, that's correct. Yeah. So there was that one. So that's where that originated from. Now, this next one. As was, we do this week in Audio Fun Backstory. This was from Big Steve and BL. They asked about what was the story behind the Chuck promos. Now, let me take you back to this. At the time, before he killed the whole network, Matt Chernoff was doing the NBC Sports Radio. And I would produce his show. Right. And I would come on as a weekly guest. And so you and I were very much a part of that show. And every single week, NBC would send me new liners. Hey, there's an affiliate. You got to cut this, cut this. And we came up with the idea to... We would basically put in some fake liners and some strange stuff. Now, we did it to Matt in a very, like, joking around fashion. They were they were ridiculous. They were just a little bit silly. It was very tame to the point that he would eventually find out and laugh, and we'd all have a good laugh about it. It was different than what Dog Nation Daily Brandon Adams did. Who, OBA. at the time, was producing Chuck's show. And we got him involved. We were like, hey, we're going to do this to Matt. Will you do this to Chuck? And he's like, absolutely, 100%. But we, because we wrote the other ones, did not write these. Okay, and to be fair... I thought he was going to take it easy. Because that's kind of his personality. Yeah, he's an easy. You and I tend to be the guys when we do senior superlatives and really press the <laughs> yeah, envelope. The home press of Watson Herbush. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you said it finally. Watson. Okay. Um, Herbush. <laughs> 
We press the envelope. Is it press the envelope? Yeah, I think so. Whatever. Push the envelope. Um, BA doesn't do that, but for some reason, and thank God he did, he decided to push the envelope this so, time. So here's the reason, though. Now, they have a good relationship now, but it was like a marriage. I think Brandon seriously was so incredibly frustrated and angry at Chuck and like his life was being ruined because him and Chuck were like oil and water. Or was he trying to get Chuck fired and he could then take over and it'd be the Brandon Adams show? It could have been a strategy. So what goes on in this piece of audio and what happens is our, our, our imaging man, Rob Jenners, who does all the production, does all of the outstanding production on this, on this radio uh, network and everything else that we are affiliated with. He brings in these guys to do them. So it's not unusual. It's like you sit down there with Rob and Rob's like, Hey, here are these new liners. And so you have a very angry <laughs> scorn lover. lover who has now written these really inflammatory wild liners. And there's Rob just sitting there like, okay, let's see if he does it. And you'll hear Rob like, well, yeah, it might be. And when they, when they refer to John Napolitano, he's the guy who's lined out all of these affiliates for Chuck. And so he just assumes, okay, a station director sent it to, to Napo, then who sent it to Rob, and now I have to read it. So that's the line of what's going on here. And when sales comes up with what they think is a good liner, it never works out. And so he's going to question Napo's ability to write liners. So here's how it sounded like when Chuck was basically pranked by Brandon Adams with these promos. The Vols are loaded and ready to get back on top in 2015. Hear me talk about them every day on the Chuck Oliver Show. Hey, Columbus, whether you yell Go Dogs or War Eagle, you can yell it with me every day on the Chuck Oliver Show, only on 1270 AM. Very normal. Attention, Jackson, you can now get your college football talk on WJMS from me, Chuck Oliver. We're Mississippi's sports leader, the South that didn't surrender. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) What? Well, it is Mississippi. Maybe put a fiddle in the background or (laughs) trumpet. Yeah, wow. We're the South. Okay. Hey, Savannah, the Chuck Oliver Show is here. We're talking college football every day in the city. In the city too nice for Sherman to burn. We're talking college football every day in the city too nice for Sherman to burn. Okay. This is Chuck Oliver, and I'm proud to be on Selma's home for college football. W-A-L-X Selma. Things are better here now. Oh, wait, wait. How, how, what's the inflection on? Things are better here now. Things are better here now? Is that one of theirs, or is this something John Napolitano came up with? I ain't saying things are better here now. Well, you just did. Yeah, he just did. So that was that was the whole background story on how that all came together in this week's Audio Fun Bag History. The South that didn't surrender. That was today's look back at audio fun bag history. Stay tuned for more educational sports conversation as we head. Let's just face it. This is all really stupid. Let me add this real quick. This isn't going to make sense to the audience, but whatever, I'll add it anyways. We used to be able to dial up other studios into our studio. We could listen in. We got to listen in to Chuck recording those live. Oh, man. There were so many when he found out (laughs) what it was. He lost his mind, and we got to hear all of it. It was fantastic. I had tears rolling down my face. I was laughing so hard because every single one of them, I'm like, oh, my God, that's going to be wonderful to play. That's going to be wonderful to play. It was a well-executed prank. Things are better here now. That's right. Things are better here now. All right, coming up next, Hoyt had his life flash before his eyes last week, and it involved a suitcase 
and a Mexican prison. That's coming up next on the Audio Fun Bag. Class-leading luxury and legendary power. Yeah, there are worse ways to brave Atlanta traffic. This is RBM of Atlanta Traffic on the fan. Support is sponsored by John Foyne Associates Personal Injury Law. Things have started to clear up nicely around the metro Atlanta area. Still seeing heavy delays, however, 400 southbound. Two right lanes being blocked by a wreck between Glenridge Connector Exit 4 and Exit 2. Earlier, all lanes were blocked. Still seeing moderate delays as early as Northridge Road as you approach 285. You got hit by a distracted driver, and now what? Do not talk to the insurance company first. Talk to John Foyne Associates for free. Get medical help and protect your rights. John Foyne Associates, winning personal injury cases for over 20 years. Free consultation and big results. John Foy, I'm Cairo, 680 The Fan, RBM of Atlanta Traffic. Tell your fun bag with Lois and Hoyt. Matt Lear doing his thing. Matt, I like your music, man. Thank you. And I think a lot of it comes down to I'm so used to Hoyt's music. Which is awesome. And I and Hoyt, you had a really good idea here. You told Matt Lear, don't touch any of my music, have your own. And that's done something for me because I'm used to hearing Hoyt songs every day. Let's see, we do what about 250 shows a year? Uh-huh. And so we get like how many returns? Like in, nine? In a day? Yeah, it depends on Brave. So I typically hear on a given week, 45 of your songs over and over and over and over and over. And you don't add anything to them. Lear, maybe. Un- unless something comes out from Miley Cyrus or... She hasn't released anything recently. Right, but that's pretty much the only time you'll do that. Or it has to be like something really interesting from your girl. Lear, you've never uh, you never met this guy. This is Snobby Musical Los. Hey, hey, hey Los. How hey. are you? How's Snobby hey, I'm, Musical Los? I'm, I'm Snobby Musical Los. Likes, I'm a Spotify champ now. He likes See? Howie Day and... Jack Johnson and... I don't like Jack Johnson. All that other crap, but it is what it is. At some point, I'm just going to have you sit down. Are you are you okay? Because no. we, we've had these different challenges. So you, you went through the throat thing. Throat thing. Then... How we're describing it, the throat... Now, la- now you're concerned about hypothermia. <laughs> no, you've turned up... You've turned down the temperature No, I here. turned it back on. Chuck turned it off entirely. Well, the problem was I was sweating for the last 53 minutes, and now my sweat... Is cold. It is much colder in here now. Because you've made it cold in here, so things are not going well. Again, day three. So tell me, how did you almost end up in a Mexican prison? This was a weird one. So the wife and I, uh, anniversary, well, I'm not going to tell you the anniversary because then you can get into our house, but. um, (laughs) Wow, that's easy. uh, Yeah. um, Zero, zero, one. (laughs) But we went down to Cancun for the anniversary. So just guess it's sometime in June. And, uh. And we're coming back. And this was not a baby-making trip. Before you even start, this was not a baby-making trip. Was it a romantic Yes, it was time. just a it was just a get away from the kids' time. How okay, about that? That happens. So we're back at the Cancun airport and we're walking through and we go to we check one bag and then I'm bringing a carry-on. And as we're going to board the plane, all of a sudden they grab me and they say, Mr. Hoyt, you have been is it pre-screened? You've been pre-selected to Basically be checked. And I'm like, okay, well, I've been had my bags checked before. This shouldn't be a big deal. Sure. Except for they take my passport and they take my customs little thing or whatever it First is. First thing to worry about. And, um, Sir, I'm going to do a body cavity search. They didn't do that. But basically, I'm thinking they're going to pull me to the side and check this thing. They don't. They pull me and three other women, two older women. One of the girls was, looked like 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. They take us down a hallway. 
Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to be in a private place. With our luggage and everything else, and we're now in a hallway with six metal chairs in this hallway, and we all sit down, and they bring the 15- or 16-year-old girl in, and she goes into the room first. I'm like, okay. And I'm sitting there, and I think, maybe it's a good idea to kind of take the stress down a notch and the anxiety of everything that's going on. Because it is kind of a tense situation when you're being led down a hallway and possibly looking at a Mexican prison. Yeah, by the federales, basically. Right. And they're taking us down there. And you're and you're holding. And we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> and the, the two women next to me happen to be African-American, and so I'm like, I'll be humorous and break the tension. I look over them like, stereotyping us again. They don't smile. They, they don't, they they don't they, laugh. They, I'm like, oh, this is really serious right now. Like, They, they really didn't like the, that we're, moment. We're getting maybe in trouble right now. So finally it's my turn, and they bring me in. They first make me drop my suitcase right on top of this metal table. Typically, they check it. They ask me to open it. Yep. You're about to go through my stuff, but they ask me to open it, so I open it up. And immediately, it hits me. They're going to find your your toys. Did you eat all the gummies before you packed your stuff? That's number one. That's number one. That's number one, because I'm like, I don't even know if I could do time here, but could I do time in a Mexican jail? So that was the first, but I'm like, no, I think I'm okay, but I, I'm... Yeah, you're, I, you're pitting out again? I am just... It, it's coming back to me now. Two, did my wife check the <laughs> nightstand <laughs> stuff in her bag or my bag? Because And now I'm going through my bag, and I'm taking every individual thing out. We call it her, her toys, and her equipment. Oh, no, no, it was just, you know, it's lingerie. That's about it. You know, stuff like that. Oh, okay. And so I'm going... Through it, I'm taking it out for them and everything else. And as every piece of clothing comes out, all I'm thinking is, please, God, no. Please, no. Okay, good. Next shirt. Okay, we're good. And everything ended up being okay. But I cannot tell you for that five minutes of my life. Very intense. Everything flashes. I'm not going to be able to open up the show with Los. I'm not going to. How do I explain to Los? Hey, I know you just got your own show. Hey, but I, got, I got caught with gummies in Mexico, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm in for a week. I'm, which, by the way, who takes drugs to Mexico? What a right, dumb exactly. idea. A... Could have just walked on the beach and gotten what I wanted. But you're sitting there. Not that I did, but you're, you're sitting there, and you're just, everything's kind of flashing. Like, I didn't even tell the kids goodbye or that I love them or anything else. It was a very, very scary moment, and I'm happy to say that I made it back here. To work with me so you can sweat. Yeah. Like, all, <laughs> all I was picturing is like, well, I'm either going to be working with Carlos on Monday. Or maybe another Carlos on Monday. <laughs> another Carlos. So me and Carlos are breaking rocks. <laughs> Different Carlos. <sighs> but I'm here, and every have you ever been pre-screened? And we, yeah. I compared Lisa's ticket to my ticket, and mine just had a... Z, 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 Z in the bottom right-hand corner, which I guess is the sign for, hey, predetermined. he's Here's been pre-checked or pre-screened, and we're going to go through that. I have just one time, and it's the same concept where I just said, but they didn't take me down a hall. This was in the United States <laughs> where they just take you over to a designated section. You do have to open up your bag and, and just kind of filter through it with them, and then you, you, move on, you move on your way. They don't only open up your bag when you take everything out, which, by the way, they made me put everything back, which I found rude, by the way. You're the one inconveniencing me, but... You know that zipper, like, on the bottom of your suitcase that opens up the suitcase? You like, got to open that, too. Yeah, because that's where I was hiding my drugs. Now, nah, I didn't think you'd look there. But thank you, Inspector. <laughs> so there was that end of things. And they also, they bring this paper that they wipe. They wipe your hands down. They wipe your feet down. They wipe under your belt. And I guess it's to check for fertilizer contamination because that means explosive. Explosive, yeah. Resi- uh, 
just any kind of residue. And so I was unaware of any of this, but uh, that was yeah, me. I've had it happen. Coming close to being in a now, Mexican prison. Now, my wife has never had it happen because she's on all the well, she screen, checked-in list, all that sort of stuff. Like, she looks normal, too. Yeah, she probably gets away with it. All right, coming up next, I have a new show for Hoyt and most all of you that you can use your trash TV exemption with. What is most all of you? Like, who wouldn't it be for? There's going to be someone out there that's like, I won't watch that. But I think all of us should watch that. That's coming up next right here on the Audio Fun Bag. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan Wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves' 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. 